Rusty Quill presents. Botox Cosmetic, Atabotulinum Toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Previously on Planet Arcana. The last time we checked in with our high-spirited heroes, Riot, Crater, and Celestine were reunited with their Diplo comrade, J.D. Detective, at an unlikely venue. The erotic, arcana-themed hotel known as Sister Mary Viable, proving that there may just be more fishnet than fedora to our dear Mr. Detective after all. J.D. and the crew each share what they've learned about the android organ theft that first brought them together, including the involvement of Lux Booker and the mysterious Orchestrator. To the crew's surprise, J.D. also reveals that Uncle Edict's presence has been requested for questioning, as it seems he may know something about young androids leaving creation points with pocketfuls of rat. Before the party leaves J.D. to what he assumes will be a quiet night, J.D. tasks them with gathering intelligence on one Beef's Impartial, a senior Diplo that may have connections to this orchestrator. But work is for tomorrow, and on this night, Crater, Riot, and Celestine forego sleep to instead hit the dance floor. When an incognito riot acquires an invitation to an after-party, our heroes take to the streets to acquaint themselves with the vertical city of Paragon. And in doing so, they catch the tail end of a rather haunting teaspoon time, reminding the crew of teaspoon equilibrates entreaty for help and the Paragon address she gave to Riot some time ago. Now we rejoin our heroes in Paragon's phase zone to find out what awaits them at 26 Chantry Way. I can hear you. I am listening. from all across the fifth collide. Oh, how I miss you, my dearest darling. I miss the clockwork. The neon. The networks. Oh, these metropolises. These, these verdant, desolate biomes. Oh, the fun and games we have planned. But always with the promise that we are on a blinding path of success. You will be tried. Compromised. I repeat, we've been compromised. But do not despair. You will see the world. You will know planet Arcana. You will find all it takes is a friend. All it takes is perseverance. All it takes is a little sweat. All it takes is a key. This is 26 
Chantry Way, the Temple to Death. Doesn't seem like Teaspoon lives here, does it? It's the address on the card. Well, what do you say? How drunk are we? Should we just start yelling out for Teaspoon? (laughs) (laughs) Down to go inside. Yeah, let's uh, keep our guard up here. I have a weird feeling about this. Yeah. Shall we proceed cautiously then? not announce our presence are we sneaking in is that what i'm that's what i'm <laughs> yeah all right celestine cast pass with that trace yay okay <laughs> roll me stealth checks all right everybody get plus 10 to whatever you normally Ooh. get <laughs> oh my god how is that possible uh-oh 26 for celestine uh 23 for riot that was a 12 for crater okay <gasps> wow you sneak forward just edge the door open it's already kind of open in fact and you just manage to push it just enough to sneak through there's no noise on the inside and as you behold it the cathedral it feels bigger on the inside than it should a few broken pews remain which decoratively complement the massive planter bed that the floor of this cathedral has become you can smell the glow of the flowers which are bountiful here both light and mist filter in through the roof of the cathedral and you notice sitting on the ground amidst the flowers a cloud android who has not noticed you despite the whatever ten (laughs) as they stand their beige triangular joints unfold smoothly and their rounded triangular head is held proudly they pick a cloak up off the ground and wrap it around their shoulders and as they do you note that they have a transparent window pane in their torso and through it, you catch the sight of a beating human heart before they cover it entirely with their cloak, their somewhat faded specter cloak. And they turn to address a person who is kneeling in the flowers, dabbing at their eyes with a handkerchief. Your rose has turned black, and I, I know this is hard, but the pain of a cycle coming to a close is totally healthy. You can do this. Thank you so much. Of course. Yeah, of course. You can come back anytime, and you know that. Thank you. Thank you. Bless you. You want me to show you up? Yeah. They start walking towards the door. (laughs) I don't suppose we recognize the person they were speaking to, do we? Uh, No. No. You've never... None of you have seen this person. Can we back up into the shadows? (laughs) Roll me a stealth. (laughs) 22 for Celestine. 18. Uh, 26. Hey, there we go. I rolled but a 14. Okay, so still traceless. As uh, the symbiote walks their quarry to the door. <laughs> quarry? <laughs> I don't know what that word means. Is it bad? <laughs> like prey? It means like somebody you're hunting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. That's very much not the situation. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. What's going on? I have misread I'm in the this. Temple. <laughs> <laughs> I want your blood. <laughs> this, this symbiote is quarryless. Okay. <laughs> And the person exits uh, sniffling gently. And I think um, the symbiote just sort of watches them walk away, like smiling gently. And then as they as they sort of like get out of sight, they start to just walk back into the church. Can we follow them? Yeah. What is the inside of this like place look like in terms of um, are there other rooms? I mean, presumably there's no other people that we can see, but like. Are there rooms where there could be other people? This is a single room cathedral. So, yeah, pulpit up at the front and there's like a hole in the roof and then some scattered about pews. And then, of course, the the flower bed. Sorry, and the symbiote that we saw with like the clear glass and the human heart within, that's the one that's still at at the cathedral here, right? That was the one escorting the other. That's right. That's them. Yeah. And perhaps they go and start tending to the flowers. (sighs) I don't know. Do we want to just like say hello? 
Like, we were told to come here for a reason. Well, that's just it. I mean, why would Teaspoon send us here if uh, mm. if we weren't supposed to meet the person that resides here? Should it be one of us? Like, I don't want to do it alone. <laughs> uh, I trust someone else to do it. I would not have the confidence to do this alone, I promise you. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, unless Ms. Ride here wants to take it on her own, then... Maybe we'd just stick together. Yeah, right. If you want to go say, if you want to go like talk to this person, uh, Celsi and I can can like watch. And if it looks okay, we'll come out as well. Yeah, but if- I'm undecided because on one hand, you know, power in numbers. But on the other hand, I don't, I want to disarm this person if I can and get more information. Also, Teaspoon gave me that card and I'm wondering yeah. if they're expecting some, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Well, it's good that we've been cautious thus far, but uh, folks, from what I've seen, this this looks like uh, just an individual running a cathedral. Just they look like they provided some counsel to that individual that was in distress. I, I I'm not sure if there is a threat here. We might just be able to talk to them. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it all together. All right then. We approach them. You all just sort of walk into the cathedral, not sneaking, I suppose. We should probably announce ourselves so it doesn't seem as though we're trying <laughs> yeah. to sneak. <laughs> Hello there. Oh. Knock, knock. Hi. Hi. Welcome. They stand up sort of slowly and grab a basket that was next to them that you could see that they had been putting some uh, flowers, some roses into. And they stand up slowly and just kind of like dust off their their robes and they look at you and they just say, um, well, um... Welcome to the Cathedral of Death. <laughs> it never gets less ominous to say that. Um, my name is Finale13. Can I help you with something? Cool. Cool name. Yeah. Uh, a, f- a friend told us to come here for answers. Mm. Mm-hmm. We were hoping maybe you could help us. Yeah, of course. That's what I love to do. She sends me people all the time, and I know that it's probably probably doesn't feel good what's happened, but I promise I can help you. Um, sorry, would you mind just holding this for a second? And they hold out the basket of roses to you. I just have to go grab something in the back. Um, can I roll an inside check? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm going to do one as well. Yeah, it's a nine. Uh, sixteen. I would say with that. Riot, you're like trying to clock this person and trying to like clock their motives. And what you sense by doing that is that they seem to be doing the same to you. (laughs) They're putting on a very like kind face, but they when they hold out the basket to you, it you can tell that this is a test. Okay, I'm gonna look at the other two just to kind of like clock that I'm about to step forward. And uh, I grabbed the basket. Thank you so much. I'm just going to go and grab something. They spin around and walk back to the middle of the flower bed that they were sitting in when you first saw them. And they just sort of start to like pluck at flowers with seemingly no intention, no direction. They're just sort of plucking at flowers. It, It seems sort of aimless. And as they do that, all three of you start to notice that there's about six or seven roses in this basket that they've handed you. And it's one of those baskets that is just sort of like a, um... What's the what's the like Pringle shape? <laughs> yeah, I, I I can see exactly what you <laughs> yeah, mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Pringle shape basket. There's a fucking oh. word for it, but ugh, whatever. It's like a it's a Pringle shaped basket. There's about six or seven roses that are resting in it. As you hold on to this basket, right, and this person turns around, you look down at the roses, and slowly they all seem to be turning from this deep red to a little bit darker 
and they're starting to wilt. And then they all start to turn deep, deep black. And as they do, the petals fall off and fall off the side of the basket. And then you notice that all of them start to sort of shrivel up and shrink. And at the very end of the roses where all the petals fell off, they start to form into a, a sort of bud, a ball bud shape, and then slowly start to open up again. And the tiny leaves go from that bright green to a little bit of a red tinge to that deep red. And then they start to turn black and the petals start to fall and they wilt. And this happens maybe two or three more times. And the black petals are just fall, like cascading off the side of this basket. And finally, the symbiote android Finale 13 stands back up and starts to walk back to you. And they, they have a sort of confident look on their face until suddenly you see them look at the roses in your basket that seem to be ever shifting. And they just sort of stop mid-step and look at you. And they just say, huh, that's different. What different how? What does it mean? Well, maybe you'd like to come and sit down. We can talk about what's going on, but oh my god. You are... Let me just say that you must be on some kind of journey. Yeah, you could say that. How do you know that? My roses just told me. (laughs) Typically, people come in and they will have a question about something that's going on in their life. Maybe they need to know about moving to a new job, carrying on a relationship or not. I can tell a lot about the cycles that people are going through, and I use the roses as a tool of, I mean, divination sounds way more powerful than what I'm doing, but I I do think I can, I like to think that I can use the roses to help guide people. And I watch for the roses either turning black and dying and wilting. And that usually tells me that whoever is holding on to the rose needs to seek the end of a cycle. You know, they need to finalize something, terminate something, so that they can be reborn into their next phase of their life, the new chapter. Or the roses will sort of shrink back into the bud, because they're not quite ready to do that yet. I've never, ever, ever seen it do that more than once, and it looks like it's still going, so I'm just gonna grab that if you don't mind. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. That's quite something. What did it mean when you saw it happen once? Well, it just typically means that, you know, if it if it turns black, like I said, then whatever you want to be done with, maybe it's, it is time to be done with it, you know? I'm not here to tell you what to do with your life. I'm not that powerful of a, you know, my divination skills are not that advanced, but... I can just sometimes tell if it's maybe time for you to move on, and all I can tell from this is that you're on one hell of a journey. Mm. But these have never looped like this before. Not even once. Not even once. I see. Yeah. That's, That's something. Who sent you? You said a friend. Who's she? You mentioned. That was my question. (laughs) Make a persuasion check. (laughs) That is... Twenty-eight. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> I sort of thought that you were sent here by Chrissy, no? <laughs> Chrissy. Chrissy. Well, I mean, everybody knows, knows Chrissy. Chrissy. <laughs> 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 yeah, Chrissy, my good pal. Oh yeah, your good pal. I would be careful with her. She does a lot of good work. 
and I do not begrudge her for that. I think that she's a very important person in the community. I would just just be careful. Hmm. Yes. The community. <laughs> yeah, the the community. <laughs> um, for sure. DMs. Is this a specter in front of us? Like they're wearing a specter robe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do recognize the robes to be specter robes. Uh, just out of out of curiosity, how did a symbiote like yourself become a specter? Um, well, I was a specter before I was a symbiote. (laughs) And how do your fellow specters feel now that you are a symbiote? Honestly, I don't give a shit. They can feel however they want to. I don't really get so involved in specter stuff. You know, I just kind of have my own little niche carved out here in the phase zone. I don't get bothered that much, and um, I like it that way. But let's just say that I don't go around showing it off or anything. How'd you end up here? In the phase zone? Here, yeah. This cathedral. Yeah, um, I appreciate what the Death Arcana has to say about our lives. I am really interested in cycles. I love to talk to people about where they are in their life. And I love to help people move on to, if they need to move on to that new job or leave a relationship that's not serving them anymore. I just, I love to be someone who can help people, you know, open a new chapter in their life. And um, I'm able to do that here because for starters, there's a lot of people who need help in Paragarden is... I'm sure you know, and I'm on the more academic side of the specters, so I can kind of just do my work wherever I want to. But yeah, there's been some interesting stuff that's happened around here that I'm I'm curious about. Such as? Such as the fact that an entire zone of a city was overtaken by Faye and they don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, are you allowed to curse in here? Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, yeah. Mm. Finale, may I have a... Oh, 13. Just uh, call me 13. 13, yes, of course. Uh, um, may may my, my friends and I just have a, a quick, quiet word? I, I mean no offense, I promise. Oh, yeah, of course. And I'm I'm just here to help. You know, I can... Just so you know, I, I can do personalized readings if any of you have any questions, but I'm also able to help heal with what what obviously happened since you know Chrissy. Thank you. Yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be right back. Of course, take your time. All right, I, I just want to pull Riot and Crater to the side. So I'm not sure if this person's going to be able to, to help us understand why we're here if we're not honest about who sent us here. Yeah. And uh, it is a, I, I do understand that it's a risk, and I certainly wouldn't want to put Teaspoon in any, in any jeopardy, but if she sent us here, then perhaps Teaspoon trusts 13. Yep. I think it's the only thing we can do. Yeah. We were sent here for a reason. Let's find out what that reason is. I agree. <sighs> okay. Also, can I just say, this is the coolest fucking specter I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. I am, I am completely on board with that. Okay. Adjourned. There we go. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll walk back over to them and be like, um, okay, so... Thirteen, yeah. And sorry, I didn't get your name. Uh Bonnie. Let's say for now. Uh it's not okay. important. It's uh, okay. So okay, we need to be honest with you. We weren't a hundred percent honest from the outset. Yeah, I know. Yeah, 
Well, <laughs> to be expected, I guess. It's, <laughs> uh, we don't know Chrissy. We don't know what she does or what community she's part of. I don't even know a Chrissy, to be honest with you, which I know is super weird. Damn, really? I know. But everybody everybody knows. knows a Chrissy. I know. Everybody knows a Chrissy. That's like what they say around here. <laughs> and... Well, I'll just, I'll just tell you everything. My name is actually Riot. This is Crater Wayne. This is Celestine Wanderoff. Nice to meet you. To the moon. Sick. And we were sent here by Teaspoon. No shit, eh? Teaspoon? Yeah. Damn. Well, when was the last time you spoke with her? Ah, uh, this must have been, what, a few weeks back? Is that right? Yeah. Uh, at least a couple weeks, I guess, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. And she doing Okay, or could be better. Honestly, it doesn't seem like it. Yeah, yeah. I, no. I think she's in a bit of a spot and uh, it was looking for our help. And this is the address that she gave. Mm-hmm. So, if there's anything that you know that could help us help Teaspoon, I mean, I, I think we'd certainly like to hear it. Ooh, okay. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you right now. I I love Teaspoon. We we were best friends for so long. Um, like when we were kids. I haven't heard from her in like four years or something like that. And don't get me wrong, I I absolutely want the best for Teaspoon. Like more than anything. But I I, I don't know why. I mean, do, what does she need help with? I mean, maybe we can start there. Um. Someone has her true name. <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah. And did she say that in a way that, like, like when you found, did she tell you this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was uh, a moment of stress for sure. It was brief, but yeah, that's what, that's what she told us. Okay, clear something up for me here. Was she like, hey, someone has my true name? Or was it like, oh God, someone has my true name, help me? The latter, I think. I believe she said they have my true name and there was uh i'd say like a desperation in her voice okay well that clears something up because um well i have her true name but i suspect that someone else does too oh fuck fuck this is bad well is there anything you can do to help i I I want to try for sure. I I mean, what? <laughs> well, because like we were we were sent to you for a reason. We don't really know that reason. Teaspoon obviously trusts you with something. Yeah. You must know s- something that you can do here to help. I yeah. I um. Okay. Well, listen. I I don't I don't really know like what your plan is. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know who you are. I mean, Greater Wayne. You just came in. To the man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got your name, and that's sick. And I love it. But I don't really know what your whole deal is. First of all, you came in here and um, my whole divination tool like went totally out of whack when you got close to it. So there's something kind of extra special about you, I'll say. Furthermore, I I, I just, I, I don't even know what your plan is. I mean, I listen, I want to help so bad. I love Teaspoon so much. I don't want her to be in trouble anymore because... She went out of contact with me like four years ago, and that's not like her at all. She used to stop in all the time. We were so close. We, <laughs> this is kind of weird, but we, um, I used to be in the entertainment 
industry, sort of. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I had a little kitty specter show, and it was kind of horseshit. And so I was like, fuck this. And then I went to do academic work for the specters, and Teaspoon kept to do her, like, you know, kids show. And, um, yeah. And then, and then she just stopped talking to me, and I never thought it was malicious. I always thought that there was something going on, but I, I don't know what to do with Teaspoon. She's always surrounded by, like, security. I, I've tried to get in contact with her, but, like, her agent will not let me <laughs> get even close to her, so. Her agent, Lux. Yeah, yeah, Lux Booker. That fucking guy, man. What do you know about him? I know he's a fucking dick. Like, he... <laughs> I saw him around a little bit when we were younger and doing, you know, our shows when we were both little and he was just around a lot, but I wasn't involved with him. I just, I just get super bad vibes from him. You may have the right of it there. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, here's what I can help you with. I know a lot about cycles. I have studied cycles a lot for the Spectres and for myself. I know a lot about history, recent history. Um, more importantly, I help the people that Chrissy helps. <laughs> Which is kind of a fucked up thing to say. Can I ask you who Chrissy is? We keep hearing Chrissy's name, and I feel so out of the loop and so unhip, and I feel like that's an important <laughs> piece of information that we need to know. You guys need a pair guard? Yeah. Extremely. All right. Well, um, let's just say that there's some people in, like, the spray zone, play zone-ish areas, and they're willing to offer protection, funding, you know, community outreach, they do a lot of good for the community, and they help people in need, and they can help get people out of debt. You know, they 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 want to help people. Chrissy is one of the more powerful of these types of folks, and in exchange, Chrissy takes something that you're typically not supposed to give up to people. Following, oh. like your true name. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Wait, what? Yeah. This Chrissy, like, you give Chrissy your true name and then Chrissy helps you? Yeah, like, she'll, like, take your true name and then she'll, like, maybe, like, she keeps some businesses afloat in the play zone. Like, she is, uh, you know, the reason that the play zone is even better than the spray zone is mostly part in part to Chrissy because she makes sure that people are taken care of, you know? I, like, I, I mean, I hate to say this, but, like, she does more good than some of the other people that do similar things. And I I just have a bit of a she knows to send people to me if they're if they've been hurt by the transaction, which can sometimes happen. I, hmm. I'm afraid I don't understand. Why would why would she want to collect these people's true names? What is what wh- what does that do to help them? Oh, it does nothing to help them. It's collateral. So it's organized crime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's organized crime. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's kind of fucked, but... <laughs> that is... That's more than kind of fucked, Ms. Riot. I totally agree. All I'll say is that there's there's worse people out there doing the same thing, you know? So mm-hmm. if I can if I can at least help the people who are being affected, then it, I'm doing something. Got me there. Do you think that Chrissy has Teaspoon's true name? Hmm. I can't think of a time that they would have ever interacted. Like, I'm scrolling back through my memory, and Teaspoon's only ever in Paragarden for CGA, I would say. 
And also, I don't think Chrissy would fuck with someone that high profile. Chrissy has, like, the true names of people who own, like, fucking restaurants. Like, you know. Very important people in the society, yes. <laughs> yeah, I just mean that they're not, you know, they're not the celebrities of Paragarden. Like, this is Paragarden. Right. This might be a bit of an abstract question, 13, but... Nice. You said you're good with cycles. You said you know a lot about cycles. Yeah. Do you know anything about, um, like... The collective journey, the unlocking, that might be relevant. That might be relevant? No. Do I know about the collective journey? Hell yeah, dude. That's like my whole area of expertise. <laughs> All right. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Nobody comes to me wanting to talk about the collective journey, so I'm just like trying to keep my cool right now. Sorry. It may be more relevant to us than you might first think. Go on. Now... If you have a lot of knowledge about the collective journey, then you are, uh, you're familiar with the three beasts? Um, the three beasts? I don't think so. You're, hmm, well then where did I get that information if you don't have it? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing about three great beasts that appear near the end of the collective journey? The Vultralek? Uh, that's a word that I have never heard, but it sounds awesome. Huh. Well, I I don't know how I feel about the fact that you don't know this. Um, I, look, it seems like you're very excited by the topic. I know that I certainly would be willing to listen to anything that you had to say about the, the collective journey and your thoughts on it. Uh, I mean, really? Like, we can, do you want to sit down? I can, we can talk about oh, it. yeah. I'm, have okay, fuck yeah. All right, all Please. right. Everybody get comfy. <laughs> okay. So, I believe that the collective journey is something that happens multiple times. It happens over and over. I think that because I'm pretty sure the big oops was the end of a collective journey. Huh. So, like, wait, that, like, that big thing that happened, like, 4,000 years ago? 4,000 years ago. Right. <laughs> So I'm pretty sure that's the end of a collective journey. I don't have a lot to go off of because there's no written research about it, but I'm using that as a basis of my research to try to find where a collective journey might have happened again. There have been another a number of times in history that I call the false starts. I'm tracking areas in history, in recorded history, of course, so anything after the big oops, where magic spiked because I think that magic spiking could be an arcana extending their reach. So I have thoughts about that, but we'll get to that later. The first of my false starts is a tower cycle. I think the last tower cycle that happened. The worst war in history broke out. And when I look through history books, I cannot find a reason for it. I know that wars tend to start, they can bubble up with little, little things that cascade and there just doesn't seem to be any good reason for this war and then there doesn't seem to be any good reason for it suddenly ending it just dissipated and that's all recorded but during the fucking tower cycle there was the worst war we've ever seen if that's not the tower reaching out to the world to extend its power i mean i don't know what that is so i think what happened was that was the start of a journey which then fell off for who knows why My second false start was the Empress Cycle, when the Fae literally came into being. When 
the Wheel of Fortune rolled the Empress, a new type of living sentient being came to be on the continent. The Fae and the Thoroughlush weren't a thing before this Empress cycle. They just popped up and started... I mean, the Empress is all about the connection with the planet and nature, and these beings literally live within the trees, within plants, inside the planet, and... I mean, I don't think there was ever a recorded game of truth or dare before then. (laughs) (laughs) They brought absolute chaos magic with them. And that's that's a huge spike of magic for a, a literal sentient being to be created. But then same thing, nothing more. It just dissipates. I really want to believe that that was the beginning of a cycle. And then my third false start was the fucking fool cycle, which was the cycle before this, when a party so wild in Paragarden, magic was so heightened, literally it manifested the Fae here. There was truth or dare happening constantly. People were dying from exhaustion from partying so hard. There was fevered (laughs) pilgrimages to Paragarden to take part in the party. It lasted seasons. By the end, the zone was literally aflame and people were partying through it. That's why I came here. It's the most recent false start because then it just stopped. What happened? You know, why? Why? Why is this magic reaching out? Are the Arcana trying to pierce through a veil? Like, are they they not as powerful as we think they are? Do, are they not as powerful because they chose that? Did humanity choose choose that? It's it's all a lot. But and this this one's a long shot, and I'm hoping it's not a false start. But remember the big boom that happened a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, like a, almost a whole season ago. Yes, mm-hmm. very well. Kind of feels like there's been some shit. Oh, there's been some shit. Yeah, I think we can confirm there's been some shit. I'm just trying to keep my cool because I know all about the collective journey. I know all about the false starts. I think we might be at the start of a collective journey right now. And three people who I don't know what their whole deal is. You just came into my cathedral and my divination tool that talks about cycles that lets me gets gets me insight on cycles just went berserk. What do you know? Um... Can I have a quick huddle with you two? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huddle up. Let's show this person the box. I think so. I was thinking the exact same. Yeah. I think we should just tell all at this point. I feel like this might be important. The, this is the most exciting lore dump I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is so great. <laughs> okay, break. Uh, this is a lot yeah. to take in. We want to show you something and maybe we can kind of discuss from there but uh i where is the box bag of holding right <laughs> must be everything's in the bag of holding yeah <laughs> who's got that let me sure sure yeah okay i'm going to pull out the box mm-hmm. and show it to 13 this whole cathedral is a bed of flowers it seems to have like bloomed up all through the floor. There's barely any wood planks left to make floor. It's just all flower garden. And as soon as you pull out the box, every single rose does that thing that happened when you walked in and held the flower basket. They all start to wilt, turn black, the leaves fall, turn back into a bud, start to remanifest, wilt, turn black, petals fall, and over and over. It's a slow process, but it's just like, it's sort of magnificent, actually, as you pull out the box. It's just an ever-changing garden in here. You're watching it in real time come to life, die, and then get reborn. So, oh my God. Yeah. yeah, we have this. This box 
presented itself to us only a few hours after the big boom. No shit. Can I see it? Yeah. Here. It burst out of a statue of a dog that we think might be linked to the fool. I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The fool. I mean, I know the exact statue, the fool with the dog. Yeah. It came out of that statue? Yeah. Yes. Literally exploded. (laughs) Holy fuck. (laughs) We were told by somebody that we trust that um, that this may be an awakened relic. Mm. It feels different, you know. It, I mean, maybe maybe you've been around it for too long, but can, can you feel that from it? Uh, I don't know if I do, to be honest. Like we've been having some weird ass dreams ever since we picked this thing up. Yeah. Oh, and it sang to us uh, yeah. a, a few times. Oh, that's nice. I mean. It's nice, but confusing and unsettling. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. Do you know anything about a key that might work with this? Mm. It's empty inside, but we've been told by this thing that we just need a key. Hmm. Oh, I th- Unfortunately, all I can say is that just sounds like some arcana, you know, roundabout talking bullshit, to be honest. I mean, it. this thing is so clearly magical that it... I don't know what to tell you. It needs a key, I guess. I-, I wish I knew what that was. Do you think it's literally a key? I mean, it's literally a box. <laughs> so yeah. m- maybe, maybe there's an actual key. Can you think of any other relic associated with an arcana that might present itself as a key? That's a tough one. Not off the top of my head. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think so. I don't even know what the box would be. I've never, in all of my research, I haven't heard of any boxes turning up. Have you ever heard of Arcana talking to people? Yeah. I mean, I talk to death. Like, and death talks back? Well, sometimes. I mean, I I definitely talk more to death than it talks to me, but I I got really into cycles after after death spoke to me, actually, in the networks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's where they speak to us, too. Mostly, anyway. And who speaks to you? Oh, uh, I can't be certain, but for me, it's a, it's a pull in two different directions. One toward what I believe is the star, mm-hmm. and the other uh, toward where I'm fairly certain is the hanged man. Okay. Yeah, I'm similar. I, I think there's two that are speaking to me at the moment. One I know for certain is the moon. I, I think the other is strength, but... That's, I'm not even 50% certain on that, to be honest. And I saw one and spoke with it and didn't end well, but I know it was the devil. And the other side could be justice. I don't know. So you've got six arcana pulling you in, I assume, different directions. Why? (laughs) I mean, they don't all want the same things. They're all different entities. When you say you saw one, like in the networks or? No, like we were, well, I was I was up keeping watch while we were sleeping outside and the devil appeared in a goat man form. That's the only thing I can think of to describe it. And I, it, was, it was clear as day. I know I wasn't hallucinating. It was real. And he made me an offer. Which I declined. Probably smart. Yeah. And of course, we have also encountered, uh, at the very least, the avatar of the moon arcana that's been following Crater 
Now, 13, you said something interesting earlier. You said something about the Arcana trying to pierce an illusion. And folks, if I'm not mistaken, is that not exactly what the Moon Arcana asked us to do? Pierce, pierce the, the veil. veil. Pierce the veil, yes. Gonna be honest, I didn't really love interacting with the Moon Arcana. It led us in the correct direction, but it was kind of malicious. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it... it in a way, it kind of seemed like it had some ill intent for at least me. And Yeah, definitely. I don't really know what to make of that. Have you ever been to the cold breaks and seen a ghost there? <laughs> I, I lived in the cold breaks for 50 years, so yes. Okay, well, you know. You know how ghosts sometimes manifest because of intense emotions or you know some some strong feeling that keeps them tied to a person or a place okay so the arcana to me are a manifestation of of a feeling of a belief of a of a virtue of a value they are purely that they literally exist to be that feeling and to be that they have to be so intensely that because that's all that they are and so i understand that it would be really scary to see a being whose whole whose whole persona is one singular feeling that they are so strong about do you understand what i'm saying it would be really scary to see the devil to see the moon because the moon's whole ideal is based on secrecy. That's all that it is. It is a being made of secrecy. The devil is a being that's made of bondage. And first of all, it is something else to hear that you are seeing Arcana in person. And second of all, it sounds like they want something from you. And obviously they all want something different because they're all different manifestations of different feelings, different values. And that's really hard for you to try to navigate what six different pure emotions are trying to pull you towards. I don't know if this is relevant, but when the box has spoken to us, sang to us, gosh, that feels weird to say. <laughs> It has referred to us as the fools. Mm. Are you the fools? <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> I mean, we've done some foolish things. <laughs> well, that sounds like something a fool would do. As far as you know, when we talk about the fool arcana, do you know what the fool's, what the manifestation of the fool is? Do you know what emotion that is? I don't know. Joy? Trickery? Yeah, I mean... Joy as a part of it, but the fool is literally, it is a manifestation of the beginning of a journey. So I might ask you again, do you think you're the fools? I mean, yes. <laughs> to answer simply yes. Like, I don't know, maybe maybe this young buck over here. I don't know if I'm starting a new journey at this point in my life. Like, I don't know. How much can you really change in the last couple of years? I help people on their journeys at every walk of life. But we're not talking about an individual journey. We're talking about the collective journey. You believe then that we might be the catalysts of the end of a collective journey? Mm, I'm trying not to get too excited, but kind of. Well, I'm glad (laughs) you're excited. Feels like a lot of responsibility, to be honest. Yeah, I can understand that. We didn't have a choice in this either. Doesn't seem like. Well, we don't always have a choice in the way that our lives play out, but you do have a choice in how you react to it. And so 
carry on with that. You do have a choice. I know that it doesn't feel like whatever life is throwing at you is maybe it's not fair and it's not what you asked for, but the way that you react to it is up to you. What do you think would happen in this cycle of the world if we did complete the collective journey? Now, the last time, if you are correct, and the big oops was the end of the last collective journey, then it was catastrophe. It was devastation for so many people that were alive at the time. And so much was lost. Is is it a good thing to complete the cycle? I can't say. I mean, how, how do we know? I think this is... <laughs> This is just a difference of faith. I want to believe that the collective journey is possibility. It could end in goodness, or or maybe, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, do, I don't want to influence you. I know that I saw the way that you looked at my specter robes, and I have a different uh, approach to faith, I'll say. And so I just don't. My personal belief is that it could be anything. Can I ask you maybe a personal question? Of course. What are your thoughts on your leader, Uncle Edict? Ugh, Edict is barely a leader. He's just the loudest specter. I find him extremely narrow-minded. Like, he's just one of those specters that's so sure that there's exactly one interpretation of everything and that he's got exactly the right one. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't like him, to be honest. So you don't necessarily fall in line with a lot of his views and practices, you would say? Oh, God, no. The specters give me resources, time and money to do research that I want to do. That doesn't mean I like our televangelist. Do you know anything about um, him giving rat to minors at creation points? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Wait. Oh, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. So recently, oh, fuck. Okay, recently, a few, like, very new adult androids came here for readings, and... They, I remember one of them was talking about rat, but they, they weren't on it for sure. They weren't on it, but yeah, maybe this isn't relevant. Never mind, never mind. No, 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 no go on, please. please. It sounds, I don't know. I don't know why I made this connection, but they were talking about rat and then they came to me and I don't like to pry into people's business. So I didn't ask a lot of questions, but they were very excited about this. They had a secret. And they said that it was going to be very significant on the last day of the Year of the Fool. And they were saying things like, we have a secret role to play. And and they had just come from their last creation point. And, and they were talking about rat. I don't, they don't, they weren't on it for sure. I can tell. Where is the nearest creation point? Uh, we're sort of in between two exactly. There's the Fayfields creation point south of here and then there's one north of here i don't suppose you know which one they came from i don't remember i didn't ask not gonna lie kind of sounds like your people are planning something sure does hmm. i'm assuming you don't know anything about that i do not inside check please <laughs> <laughs> let's yes. all do it <laughs> 16 for Celestine. 14. 16. They seem pretty on the level when they say that. They looked very surprised when you first brought it up. So this this seems to fall in line with how they were acting before. Have you ever personally done rap before? Yeah, I mean, I was... I went to college. (laughs) (laughs) Did that have any effect on you, like, spiritually at all? Did that open any doors for you or any avenues to Um, maybe lead where you are today? Uh, I, I would say that I was on the trajectory that I was 
I was already on this trajectory to where I was, but I do think that there's some there's some value of rats, you know, giving you a different perspective. I wouldn't say that it's necessarily a spiritual tool, but I I also wouldn't say that it's totally invalid for that sort of purpose. Like it did sort of make me feel like I was in tune and in touch with the planet and with the arcana and whether that's true or not. I mean, it's it's kind of nice to have that perspective and and to live in that space for a little bit, right? Yeah, as I'm just like coming from my perspective, I've done been doing rap for a very long time ever since it was invented right and i don't think it's ever really affected me in that way before so i'm just trying to make the connection between the specters using this as a tool to recruit i guess though to be fair crater after a lifetime of doing rat the arcana now regularly appear to you so that is, that's a very <laughs> fair point yeah. <laughs> yeah listen i'm not going to pretend that the specters are some totally like this organization that's devoid of corruption but i have my own little niche here i can help people on a very small level there's not a lot i can do hey speaking of helping people i feel like we got way off track um, <laughs> 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 hey I just want to say... CGA's uh, over. Yeah. <laughs> it's been, We've been six here days. for a week and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want to say, you've been the most helpful Spectre so far. I would not be this candid if it wasn't for the fact that it seems Teaspoon respects you. Hey, all right. Uh, yes, this has been extremely enlightening and, and, and very helpful, but I will say that Teaspoon does not know that we were interested in any of this information, so this is not why she sent us to you. Can you think of any reason why why Teaspoon might have wanted us to meet? <sighs> right, yeah, let's, let's get back on that uh, train of thought. Well, here's the thing. I help people at a community level who have their true names, you know, held by someone more powerful. It seems like Teaspoon is being used by someone who has her true name. And so I don't know what to do at this very, very moment, but I feel like the next step has got to be we need to find out who's got her true name. Well, all the gold in my pocket says Lux Booker. Yeah. I would say Lux and maybe a few people that are above him. Okay, well, this might be a long shot, but talk to Chrissy. Talk to Chrissy about... Lux. I mean, I, I. she just has more influence in this community than I do. And I would, I mean, as a person, I don't want to get anywhere near Lux Booker because he gives me the absolute creeps. But Chrissy has some leverage. I mean, maybe she can get close to him. I don't know. I don't know. Worth a shot. Yeah. And I mean, that being said, I know that's not super helpful right now, but I, I haven't heard from Teaspoon in literally years I'm going to think about this, but will you come back and see me? And maybe maybe we can make a plan or something. I just, I don't know what to say right now, but I, I, I want to help really, really bad. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Now, if we wanted to seek out Chrissy, where would we find Chrissy? You could find her at the Palace Reservoir. Oh, perfect. well, we were on our way there anyway. <laughs> no shit. This has been the most serendipitous visit. I cannot believe it. Truly. I, I think it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it. Everything that we just talked about stays in this little square here, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, of course, of course. We're going to have to get a reading from you at some point. I would love to. Yeah. Why, please come back. Please come back. I. It feels amazing to talk to people about this kind of stuff. So I'm, yeah. 
I'm just thrilled. Please come back to me. And all, and we have to help you soon. So, it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you for trusting me with what you brought. I mean, that's <laughs> that's some shit. Some <sighs> shit. It's some shit. <laughs> Damn. Do you want us to bring you a sleezer next time? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> You'll love it. <laughs> All right. I mean, I'll try anything once. Fuck it. <laughs> okay. It's got to be close to four in the morning now, right? Yeah. I say we uh, head. Dude, this this job that we have to do tomorrow is going to go so poorly. <laughs> it <laughs> sure is. <laughs> I recommend we sleep in a little. <laughs> yeah. Hey everyone, I'm Sky and I play Riot. I wanted to interrupt the show to tell you about our Patreon. What is a Patreon, you might ask? Well, it's an opportunity to support Planet Arcana while getting yourself some sweet perks in the process. For our $5 a month tier, for example, you can get yourself access to episodes a day in advance ad-free. Or our $10 a month tier, where you can get access to extra content, including episodes of Recharge, where the DMs and players discuss the events of the previous two episodes, and even get a little personal, and a little weird. The more patrons we can get, the more we can start to focus on fun stuff like merch, and eventually more content. Sign up for our Patreon today. You will not regret it. And if you can't commit to a monthly subscription, we also have a coffee where you can basically tip us if you like the show. Telling your friends and leaving reviews is also very, very helpful. Visit us at planetarcana.com, which will guide you to the Patreon, coffee, and social media at Planet Arcana Pod on all the things. Love you. You make your way back out of the phase zone. As you leave, you knowing that they were there when you went and take a look around and the fae seem to have sort of like swarmed all over the, the cathedral. And when you come out, they scatter, though not too far. They've still got eyes on you and they do all the way back to the elevator. As we get into the elevator and the door starts to close, Celestine yells out, anybody want to play truth or death? Oh, I guess it's closed. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, oh, oh. They want to play truth and death. Come on. <laughs> like, like 15 of them die, like, jamming into the, into the door. Smacking like, into the door. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, like, run into the glass window. Like, dunk, 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 dunk. Their fear seems to not be able to withstand the offer of a good game. And that was one of the cruelest things I've ever heard. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't help myself. We've been doing so much good lately that, like... Uh, we, we're well above 50%, I, and I just, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> and again, the elevator, you've got your season's passes, so it starts to move away from the phase zone. The ride gets smoother as you go further away from this absolute husk of a zone until it finally arrives in the play zone. The doors open. This zone is a bit cleaner no flooding, still really bright and colorful. And you get a vibe that it's like, it's while it, while it's a bit dingy, it's trendy. So like every now and then you walk by a $30 burger place, um, the odd art gallery <laughs> uh, on your way to the pay zones west side. Occasionally, you know, guided by the odd ad chad and ample signage. You make your way towards the Palace Reservoir, which is hard to miss because once you round the corner, 
There's like a two-story flashing sign of an arrow that points repeatedly down into a sunken, sizable pool of water, presumably the city's reservoir. And on the edge, there are a set of escalators plunging downwards. Climbing aboard, they bring you down to become level with the water. And you see that a portion of the inner reservoir has been sectioned off into a pool. Bathers wander, drinks in hands, meandering into and out of a set of doors that are built into the reservoir wall. Beyond these doors, the Reservoir Palace, a high-ceilinged, single-floor casino with damask-patterned flooring, pillars everywhere, and a young, slightly edgy crowd that mills about in various states of undress. I feel like my disguise self probably would have faded by the time yeah, we were in that yeah. space, so I'm just going to do it again, because nice. why the hell not? You've got the slots. Yep, sure do. And so does the Reservoir the palace reservoir <laughs> yeah that's good <laughs> ding 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 like slot noises. Ooh, all right do we see anybody here that we know i.e team sprocket <laughs> you don't see them you sort of take a like scan of the casino floor but maybe you pass somebody who is just like what the hell is to the moon how is that relevant to... i didn't get the whole thing just elbow crater <laughs> oh. <laughs> You've got to sue them, man. Yeah, like, no one knows my name, but it feels like they're tarnishing my name. I could be big. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? You are big. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you already are big. Yeah, but, yeah, but y- <laughs> you know what I mean, big and famous. Not that I, I really want that, but, like, that could happen. No, if, I, see, I could see yeah. that. Big things for you, for sure. Yeah, and those two spoiled silver spoon brats stealing my IP, <laughs> which they did call right, I guess, but I kind of claimed <laughs> that as my own. <laughs> As you pass them, you, you like they continue their conversation that they were having about Team Sprocket, and they're like, "Yeah, they kept talking about how they're gonna get laid in CJ Village. <laughs> Are they really fucking in CJ? I've never even heard of them." <laughs> so it looks like you may have missed. <laughs> well, that is to be expected. I, I can't imagine they would have been invited to the after party. Also, it's like way past their bedtime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shall we? Uh, shall we search for this? Chrissy? Yep. Let's uh, get on in there. Tell me how you're searching for this, Chrissy. Is there any, like, big neon sign saying, like, Chrissy this way? <laughs> <laughs> mm, good start. Good start. I like that. Roll pers- in, in roll. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> I would love to send that, but there's no giant sign that says Chrissy. <laughs> Did we get the sense that Chrissy runs this place, or just that Chrissy hangs out here a bunch and is, like, a figure, like a, like a fixture here, or does she actually, like own and run the place. Hmm, unclear. However, I feel like you heard about Chrissy from so many people that she does seem to be a fixture here, like you said. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's known in the community. I just tap someone on the shoulder as they're passing by. Like, uh, hey, uh, we're looking for Chrissy. Can you maybe point us in the right direction here? The person's like, um, you're looking for, yeah, back room. <laughs> and just like laughs at you and gestures. <laughs> that was easy. Weird. That was a, okay. <laughs> well, they were, uh, they were a bit shitty, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> it's a really cool venue. <laughs> what was the name we were supposed to drop? Oh, it was... Um, 
synthetique. I didn't even remember. Yeah. Myself. <laughs> Wait, Not that there was a door or anything. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so you go up to the back room and like, yeah, there is like a red velvet rope across and it's like, it's a smallish party back there. It's very, it's a lot darker. It's extremely dark, actually. You're not quite sure how people are doing much of anything in there, but there's like lots of movement and partying. There's a person like, Guarding okay. the rope. <laughs> I'm gonna saunter up in all my lavish, scant costume, <laughs> bonniness, bonniness, uh, and be like, "Hi, we're here to see Chrissy." Synthetique told us to drop by. The person guarding the rope just sort of like raises the corner of their shirt to their mouth, and it's like, "Someone asking for synthetique." Synthetique? No, she's not here. She's coming. Fuck it. Yeah, you can go in. Thank you so much. <laughs> yep. And you move back into this dimly lit room. And a few people maybe like look over at you and like furrow their brows a little bit. Like they're not alarmed that you're there, but you get the sense that most of the people in this room know the other people in this room. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Celestine tips his hat. The room. <laughs> One person just like blows their cigarette at your face. <laughs> oh. Does there appear oh. to be like a bar here too? There's like a bar cart. You know what I mean? Okay. Sort of like a serve yourself kind of situation. Gotcha, but there's no like bar. Uh, yeah, no. Tender. Yeah, gotcha. Although maybe because you've sort of caught this attention, somebody from across the room, you just hear like, can I help you? And you turn around to see a tall woman with like dewy skin, half-lidded gaze, gazelle-like legs, and an impressive blonde blowout. This woman <sighs> is bedecked in a full-body leopard print cat suit. <gasps> We're talking one piece, including the shoes, <sighs> which click loudly as she strides towards you, hair bouncing. Someone gave Synthetique's name at the door, but, um, <laughs> who are you? Oh my god, you're so beautiful. <laughs> What the fuck? Who are you? Um, I'm Bonnie B. Good. And I gave Synthetique's name at the door because we came to see, well, Chrissy. You're looking at her. This person is a Chrissy. Yeah, I was going to say, holy shit, this is a Chrissy yeah. if I have ever heard one. Yeah. Holy shit. Jesus, this is like so like Peg Bundy. I, I love this. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, good call. Yeah, she's chewing some gum and just like looks you up and down like one hand holding her drink in the air. She's just like, yeah, um, you're looking at her. What can I do for you? That's so. Um, you don't take meetings by any chance, do you? Do we need an appointment? You're just, you're breathtaking. Do I take meetings? Yeah. You want a meeting with me because I'm breathtaking? Well, more than that, that's just the icing on the cake. She like catches the eye of someone in the corner of the room and they both just kind of like laugh to each other at you. Uh. <laughs> She's like, okay, well, usually I call people in to talk to me, but I'm very amused. Roll me a persuasion. Can I help? <laughs> <laughs> what do you do can i like have gone to that bar cart and have made like a gin and tonic for her and like i'll hand it to her Ooh. is this for me who is this who who is this who is this bonnie who is this this is crater wayne uh, uh, okay yeah hi <laughs> <laughs> are we giving big names well i mean you did <laughs> Ooh, crater. And what is this you made for me here? Ah, it's a simple G and T. You know, I'm trying to smooth things over for my friend here to be <laughs> a little more persuasive, if you will. 
a little fourth wall breaky, but I like it. <laughs> so, what did you roll? What'd you roll? Tell me. Nat 20. Oh, oh my fucking god. god. You just sit on that? Holy shit. Oh my god. Holy shit. So, Chrissy, like, looking over back to you, Bonnie, takes a sip of her gin and tonic, and it is the most incredible gin and tonic (laughs) that she's ever tasted. And then she sort of looks you up and down and just, like, looks back to Crater, and she's just like, You know, I was extremely thirsty. (laughs) And here you are, providing me with ample (laughs) beverage. Ample. I think I'll take the meeting. I think I'm going to cancel the rest of my meetings for the night, if you know what I mean. Come on, let's go. I don't know what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) So she's extremely impressed and leads you back into this, like, it's actually a less impressive room than you would imagine. Like, it looks like a manager's office at, like, a Boston pizza. There's just, like, schedule (laughs) shit all over the wall. And, like, just, it's a mess. It's a fucking mess of paperwork and, like, empty drinks and shit. It's not my office, but it's my office, if you know what I mean. No, I I don't know what you mean. (laughs) She winks at you. I don't know what that means. (laughs) All right, well, uh, here we are having the meeting. I think Celestine is, like, clammed up completely. (laughs) Celestine is, like, like, there's there's a lot of fish out of water going on for Celestine in this city, but I think he's very intimidated by Chrissy. Do you know? person by the name of Finale 13? (laughs) Yeah, I know them. Well, they said you might be able to help us with some insight. Oh, yeah? We're here on a little project and um, just kind of want to get a bit of a character check on uh, Lux Booker. Do you know him? Lux Booker, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know Lux. I mean, I don't uh, really have a lot of interaction with him face-to-face, but uh, if you're from Paragon, there's a couple people that you know, and one of them's Lux, and one of them's me. Hmm. We've heard everything about you. (laughs) Oh, yeah? Like what? Well, we heard you were larger than life, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. you help people, that you instill a sense of community, Mm -hmm. and that you're very powerful. (laughs) What can I... What can I use this power for for you. I'm assuming that's why you're here. You wouldn't happen to know what kind of business Lux is up to these days? Anything exciting or interesting? Oh, okay. All right. So you're looking for information on Lux. You're looking for a little a little tete-a-tete. Okay, here's the thing. is I don't work for free. <laughs> I'm sure you understand. <laughs> So maybe we can help each other out, and maybe you do something for me, and maybe I tell you a little bit something about Lux. Depends on what it is, but yeah. So Chrissy takes a long sip from her G&T, looking you straight in the eyes the entire time, and she drains it in one sip. I have a little problem on the other side of the play zone. There's somebody who just... (laughs) Well, he thinks he's going to try to muscle in on uh, my community. And if you take him out, my lips might be a little bit more lubricated. You, as you can see, I'm, I'm out of gin and tonic. What's the name? His name is Vlad Honorific, and I need you to put him out. <laughs> 